way I like to explain what we really focus on is this idea of performance herbalism. In other words, these aren't your grandma's herbs, right? So most people, the, the only herbs they know about is like oregano and thyme. But with performance herbalism, what we're really focused on is performing better. Can I have more energy in my workouts? Can these herbs make me stronger? Is my mental concentration great so that I can work? Am I performing well at sleep in, in the bedroom itself? So uh, we really want to focus on herbs that will give people not only better performance, but better performance they'll feel. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, my loves. As always, thank you so much for joining us and spending part of your day with us. Whether you are out on a walk or getting ready for your day or listening in your car, maybe we know your time is valuable and uh, we appreciate you spending some of it with us. I'm super excited to bring you this interview today with Logan Christopher. He is the co-founder and CEO of Lost Empire Herbs. So, when I say the word herbs, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For me, it's herbs we cook with, like rosemary, dill, oregano, basil, and those are all great and tasty, but today we are diving into a completely different kind of herbs, into the world of performance herbalism, as Logan calls it, the kind that you are meant to feel for sleep, for sex, for exercise and recovery, and more. One thing I really love about Logan and that's super endearing about him in this interview, uh, really the first thing I noticed about him on his website when I was kind of digging in, he is absolutely just in love with what he does and this gift that he offers to the world. He is straight up obsessed with his craft and, you know, it takes one to know one, right? And that's how it should be. You should be obsessed with what you do, what you're giving to the world. And he absolutely is. Um, his knowledge is just incredible in this space. And I think you'll pick up on that right away. So just to give you guys a little bit of context of this interview, we did this when the West Coast fires were out of control and they were evacuating people all over the place. Well, sadly, in that time, Logan's house was one of the houses that was taken by these fires. So as we speak to him in this episode, he's actually moving around from house to house, staying with loved ones and possibly being evacuated again. There was just so much stress in his life, but he still showed up and wanted to educate and spread this knowledge. He's just such a beautiful example of what it looks like to literally choose gratitude and joy, even when it's really, really hard. So just an amazing human overall. And at the end, he shares this whole story and is equal parts heartbreaking and inspiring. As you listen today, I know some of these incredibly unique herbs are going to pique your interest. 
I personally use the Athena blend, which is formulated specifically for female hormones and vitality, as well as the anti-aging pearl powder, which has compounds for skin health and repair and was actually used by the ancient Chinese royalty as one of their longtime beauty secrets. Super dope. Uh, so I just blend them into my coffee a few times a week and so far I've been loving it. I highly recommend checking out their website to learn more. And their team was super generous and giving you, our gentle listeners, a hefty discount of 15%. Just use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, no E, at checkout or 15% off, or just check the show notes below. And when you're done listening, please hit that little arrow button and send to someone that you think will love this discussion. We truly appreciate each and every one of you that helps us spread this disease prevention and life expanding mission that we are all about at The Medicine. All right, enjoy this chat diving into all things herbal with Logan Christopher. Okay, bye. All right, welcome Logan to The Medicine Podcast. So glad to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for it. It's uh, finally finally the time where we can actually see each other face to face over Zoom. Thank God for this technology. But we've been chatting digitally for quite some time, become mm-hmm. friends in the this niche health and wellness space. And uh, yeah, man, really excited to get you on the pod. Yeah, let's dive in. All right. So I'm here too, guys. Hi. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Logan, we ask every guest of the medicine, we start off uh, with the same question, and that is, what do you love in your life? What aspect do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? Hmm. Well, there's so many things, but the first thing that came to mind was my love of learning. Uh, I feel like far too many people have the love of learning, which is a natural thing in my opinion, beaten out of them in school, just like taken out completely. Uh, For whatever reason, I did not. And just, I've even like accelerated the amount I'm learning and the the diversity of things that I'm learning as I've grown older. Yes. Last year I read over a hundred books this year. I'm not quite on track for that. You know, COVID and whatnot kind of had me for more focused online doing research that way than reading, but I've, I've still already read 50 books this year. So uh, yeah, I would, I would give people that because it's amazing what you can do when you learn how to do things standing on the shoulders and giants of all, and all that. Yeah, I love that. What has been an impactful, like the most impactful book that you've read this year? It's probably a really hard question. Yeah, there's a lot. What comes to mind is this one's right here, The Cigarette Century by oh Alan Brandt. Uh, this goes through the whole history of cigarettes, how they came to rise in big tobacco and all that, and then how they muddied the scientific waters, uh, you know, bought journalists. They did all these different things in order to keep profiting. And I, I feel this is super important. Like everyone vaguely knows that big tobacco did some bad things, right? Everyone knows a little bit, but without knowing the details, it's hard to spot how industry after industry after industry have done the exact same things they've taken these tactics into the 21st century so i feel this is an important book and i'm going to be sharing some of the messages around it because if people can understand this it's so much easier to really see and understand what's going on today 
Yeah, I well, love that. Well, you know, the good thing is there's none of that going on today, right? No, uh, no. <laughs> and, and in all reality, Megan and I were uh, just dorking out super hard on your website uh, the mm-hmm. last couple of days. And being in the industry myself, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to, to work for an incredibly authentic company, but I've seen a lot, right? Right. And this is even, this is in the health space even. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're looking at each other, looking at your site and, and major props to you um, and everything you have going on because we looked at each other and we're like, this is authentic. Like this is legitimate. And there are, you know, certain keywords you can kind of look for and, and even just the tone of some of the messaging, you can absolutely tell um, when someone is to their core, genuinely trying to provide something for the betterment of human beings and their health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do my best <laughs> and learning along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, just to echo Chase, um, you can just tell like in your videos and your education, you are absolutely genuine and authentic. And one of the things that really struck me was that you made a point to um, really emphasize that we at Lost Empire Herbs, all of us use our own herbs. We use our product. And for the listener, that may seem kind of like a, oh, well, duh, no brainer, but it's actually not. It's it's really, um, it caught my attention because that's what Chase and I do. Everything that we educate on, everything that we um, recommend to other people, we use on a regular basis. And I think that that's really important. Can you explain why that is so significant to you? Yeah, it is so obvious that I don't think most people really even think about it. But let's say I was a CEO of a herbal supplement company and I did not take any of my own products. What does that tell you about those products, right? Uh, so think of this, whether it's pharmaceutical company, like any sort of thing. If, they, if a person is not engaged, like they know what is going on with the product. They know more intimate details than anyone else. So if they weren't actually doing it themselves and they weren't believing in it, then why should you at all? Why would you want to believe that? So I, I feel that's definitely really important. That's, this doesn't mean I take every single one of our different herbs. I've certainly sampled them all and tried them. And I have the ones that I, I tend toward uh, to lean to that I take on a regular basis and different people in my company take different ones. But the important thing is, yeah, we actively doing this because we really believe in it. We know there's great benefits from these herbs and only by people taking them, are they really going to get those benefits? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's great. And not only are you, do you believe in your product and there's confidence there and, you know, likewise, same with us, but it also it also shows that the people who are at the top are fully invested and they know the industry, right? Mm -hmm. There's certainly CEOs out there of maybe companies that do have a quality product, but the person is so far removed from, they're only there with their business mind rather than their impact mind, rather Mm -hmm. than like, Hey, this is a great product and it's so great that I'm using it in my life. Um, you know, people that have no idea about the kind of the health and wellness space, like true health and Mm -hmm. wellness space. So I think it goes both ways, speaking to your product and then also speaking to you as a leader. um, I think that that's great. uh, I'm so curious, you know, a little bit of your origin story and the Lost Empire Herbs origin story. What has lit that passion for you and your team uh, to explore what the world has to offer from a, from a, herbal, uh, from a natural remedy standpoint, anything for performance and, and kind of the space that you found yourself in? Yeah, f- for me personally, I, I got into the whole strength and fitness world and really focused on the old time strongman. So these were 
mostly guys, but there were some women too back a uh, hundred years or so ago that would uh, perform shows demonstrating their strength at vaudeville and other similar areas. And it was just kind of amazing. So I, I got into this and uh, despite growing up weak and scrawny, like I, I wanted to be a strong man. For some reason, I was just like engaged in this and started working at it, not genetically gifted. So I was seeking a super weapon anywhere I could possibly get it. Uh, I got into uh, just nutrition and health. And a lot of these old time strong men were talking about like natural healing way back then, you know, back when all food was organic and everything, they're still talking about these things. Uh, so this led me into herbalism and I, I tried some herbs. They had a direct impact in my workout. Like I could feel a difference and I was hooked from that moment and I've been taking them ever since. Uh, fast forward a couple of years. So it really was a secret weapon for a while, but then uh, my older brother, so I'm partnered in Lost Empire Herbs with my two brothers, Zane and Cloud. And Cloud, uh, he was starting to get into the pine pollen, which is our biggest seller. I'm sure we'll talk some more about that. Uh, he, he was really focused on what it could do for him. And he's like, hey, if we find a supplier of this, do you want to start a company and start doing this? And I was like, sure, sounds like a good idea. So we started <laughs> real small, like kitchen table top stuff. And it was literally to fund our own supplies so we could get amazing quality herbs for ourselves. And uh, who knew that it would grow to where it is today and where it's going to be growing in the future. That's awesome. I love that. I feel like that's <laughs> such a, that's such a good, um, I feel like that's where all the best like companies are born is mm -hmm. from your own personal either story or need or desire. And you're like, you see that kind of white space in your own life. And then it's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. I love that. Yeah. It feels like, coming from someone who, who like, like we were talking earlier before the show, like I graduated from the university of bro science. I was a dumb jock who like skipped out on pretty much anything scientific or especially, you know, scientific as it pertains to health and got into my adult life and found myself, you know, bottomed out. And that's from a hormonal standpoint, testosterone mm -hmm. standpoint specifically. Um, but in the last three or four years, this sort of like peeling back the layer of what is kind of traditional, health and wellness to this kind of niche space, man, it feels like you are creating your own treasure map, like what the world has to offer. What is just when we look at the ground and realize that there are superpowers um, that are literally coming out of the ground that can help us with these deficiencies, with these gaps that we have in our own health profile. Like it is not just interesting to me, it's like actually fun. It feels like a game. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. That's that's the thing. When you take these herbs, you can improve your life and have that much more fun in it. I, I do want to mention one other aspect to the story, definitely shared between me and my brothers. So I was like focused, like I want to perform better at Strongman. And we watched my mother die of breast cancer. Uh, she went the conventional Western route. And it, at first, it did work for her, but she went into remission. It came back and it uh, took her life the second time. So having gone through that, I definitely that set me more down the alternative path, seeking other alternatives for such things, because obviously I don't want that to happen to anyone else close to me. So having different tools and methodologies that I would rely on should such a thing happen again. Yeah, yeah, I I totally feel that. My mom um, is a breast cancer survivor, but 
man, she's one of my biggest uh, influences and inspirations. I was 14, so I couldn't really do anything, mm -hmm. but um, she's definitely been one of my biggest inspirations. So I, I totally feel that. Um, can you give um, us and the listeners a little bit of an overview? They know a little bit from the intro, but a little bit of an overview of, obviously you guys have a ton of different herbs, but how would you you know, what is your elevator pitch? What is in a nutshell, kind of an overview of the herbs that you guys offer? Cause it seems like there's some that are like super <laughs> uncommonly, like people don't really know these herbs, right? Can you, yeah. can you fill us in? Yeah. The average person, you took them off the street and put them on our website. They've heard of nothing that we have <laughs> <laughs> to people in our niche. They, they've probably heard of some of the things, but we still have some other ones. I was like, what is that? Uh, so yeah, the, the way I like to explain what we really focus on is this idea of performance herbalism. Uh, in other words, these aren't your grandma's herbs, right? Yeah. So most people, the, the only herbs they know about is like oregano and thyme. And <laughs> these are great, right? You know, culinary herbs that make food taste better. And they certainly have some medicinal effects to them as well. Or pot, uh, the other, you know, yeah, everybody yeah, thinks yeah, can, That's what I was going to say. Kind of cannabis thing. is, a, a lot of people think I'm in the cannabis business, which I, I am not. Uh, but with performance herbalism, what we're really focused on is performing better. So as I said, I started with focusing on strongman. So can I recover better? Can I have more energy in my workouts? Can these herbs make me stronger? But there's even more aspects of performance. So is my mental concentration great so that I can work? So I'm writing and all that sort of thing. Am I performing well at sleep in, in the bedroom itself? So uh, we really want to focus on herbs that will give people not only better performance, but better performance they'll feel. So they'll actually have a feelable benefit from doing so. Uh, in my opinion, too much of the supplement industry as a whole, uh, people take supplements based on faith. Like they, they read a science about it or hear someone that promotes something, they take it and they have no clue if it's doing anything. And of course, there are some subtle things that are going on in the body and you may not necessarily know. But with our herbs, and some of them more so than others, but we really like to focus on things that people will actually be able to feel like, oh, wow, I do have way more energy. Wow, I am sleeping better, that sort of thing. That's what we're really going for at Lost Empire. Cool. So performance herbalism. I think I, I don't think I've heard that anywhere else. No. And I think that that's, that's a great... <laughs> yeah, that's a great um, description. I love that. And I've, I've seen... Um, I haven't tried any of your herbs yet. I've seen Chase take them, I think daily, like religiously. And, and I've certainly witnessed the, um, the benefits of them. Oh, <laughs> um, right. Family um, members notice benefits too. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, after perusing on your website and everything, I'm, I'm also interested. I kind of thought that it was like a, a man's, you know, like supplement line. And yep. after seeing your, your website, I'm, you know, I'm interested in, in some of them for myself. Um, can you, can you touch on maybe some differences between some of the more, I think, unique herbs, but for men's health and women's health? And are there any that, are like able to cross over and are there any that maybe you shouldn't? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, so just to let you know, we, we do have mostly a male demographic and our website does cater towards that, but we're, we're not trying to be a men only line. Uh, we definitely want to support women as well. It just, it does happen that me and my two brothers, I don't have any sisters. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. we got involved in this and the market kind of called us even more in that direction. So the, the first and most important thing is, although herbs will have a reputation for being more of a men's herb and a women's herb, 
there are none that I'm aware of that should only be used by one sex or the other. Uh, so for instance, pine pollen, great reputation uh, as a like testosterone supporting or boosting herb. Uh, mostly men take it, but it actually can have amazing benefits for women. For women, Shadavari, uh, which comes out of Ayurvedic medicine, one of the, the top herbs, uh, their top herb for women, it's, it's known for that, but men can take it too and sometimes have benefits from doing so. So there is no real exclusivity in the herbal world. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. Yeah. One thing that uh, just fascinates me and, and the more I learn about the balance of, uh, you know, feminine and masculine energies is mm -hmm. you learn about sort of the um, innate natures of some of these herbs like pine pollen or something like nettle root and their actual um, collaboration together in this sort of like masculine and feminine balance. And maybe that's a testosterone or estrogen balance, but the way that they complement each other and work with each other you know, quite physically in the body, uh, energetically, when you, if you know anything about the, uh, the masculine and the feminine, when in balance is actually like perfect harmony. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So different herbs will have more of a yin or a yang. If we're looking at from Chinese medicine and they can have those different reputation, the, the nettle you were talking about. So nettle root, like specifically does some amazing things for prostate health, which men only are the only ones that have a prostate. So women aren't going to need it for that thing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't some other benefits that may be helpful to women as well. It's just going to have much more of a reputation, but it's not necessarily going to hurt women to take it. Gotcha. So, you know, obviously hormones, the H word kind of gets a bad rap because, you know, it's kind of associated with, oh, she's hormonal or hormone issues or they're out of balance when really like we need hormones. We need <laughs> them to be in balance. They are our chemical messengers for life. They do everything in the body. So I think um, having them balanced is really key. And I, I love that these herbs can help support that. Um, do you recommend that people get like some sort of hormone test before they just jump into, oh, I think I'll go with this one and that one because it is such kind of a, a delicate thing? How do you help people through that process? Yeah, I, I'll say there's no one proper route to take with this. Regarding testing, um, even though it's a scientific thing like measuring your blood and whatnot, there are so many different hormones and we actually, we know a good amount about some of them like testosterone and estrogen, which there are different types of estrogen, other ones like DHT and uh, all these other ones, we know smaller amounts and really how it all interacts. So the hormone system in the human body is extremely, extremely complex. There's all these different hormones. They can change from one hormone to another. So many different things going on. Biology itself is very complex. We yeah. like to take this lens of reductionist science, which certainly has its place and is useful. And the more you reduce down, the more you lose the forest for the trees. So it can be extremely useful to get some testing. Uh, the more comprehensive in general it is, but then there's even... A little bit of an art to interpreting uh, that testing and what you should be doing from it. So if you have tests, that's great. Uh, that's not the only method, though. You can just go off by of signs and feelings. So uh, let's say you're low on testosterone, whether a man or a woman, there's going to be certain symptoms associated with that. You can read through a list of symptoms. We obviously want to be careful self-diagnosing, but you can work with a holistic practitioner or whatnot. And from that, then my whole opinion, especially because we're in an e-commerce site, right? We're, we're selling from one too many and I can't, you know, 
herbal practitioners I've worked with will spend two hours doing a diagnosis, right? An yeah. intake to really get information for people. And I'd say that is ideal where you're really looking at a person holistically, all the different aspects of what's going on in order to dial it to like, oh, take this one herb and it can change everything, right? Right, yeah. But when we're doing this, you know, this to the masses, right? I'm, I'm all about self-experimentation. So get an herb, try it out, see if you notice benefits. If you do, great keep using that herb. If you don't yeah. notice benefits, we offer a, a money back guarantee on everything because we want people to actually do it. Try it, see if it works for you. If it doesn't, you can get your money back, try something else and move on from there. Uh, even if science says that, oh, ashwagandha lowers cortisol, the stress hormone, right? Just because that is true, doesn't mean it's true for you. You know, we do have similarities across all people and how our hormone systems work, but everyone is a bit different. So some people can have a bad reaction to ashwagandha. It's not the right plant for them, even though it works for uh, ashwagandha seems to work for a lot of people. And it's a great one for that reason. But that's, that's my whole point. Experiment, see what works for you. Move on from there. Got it. Yeah. And, and, and so maybe that's a good segue into our next question. Um, you know, the general consumer who maybe doesn't know a whole lot about herbs and, uh, but is under the impression or, or getting the sense within their own body that there is some sort of hormonal imbalance and they're looking to herbs for the first time. Um, what would you give as sort of your starter pack or your, your maybe your top four or five um, herbs to look into? Probably if one from the masculine or from the, the male perspective, um, but also uh, from the female. Where would you, where would, how would you speak to those people as far as where to start? Yeah. So... Let's just start with men. Uh, our, our top selling herb is pine pollen. It's uh, literally the pollen of pine trees. It's pretty unique in that it actually has testosterone, DHEA, and other uh, human hormones in it, as well as some novel plant ones. It's very trace amounts, so this is nothing like steroids. But uh, when you take it, for whatever reason, even though there's research saying like, oh, the digestion breaks down these hormones, it seems to have that hormonal effect in the body. Uh, it's it's amazing stuff and uh, taking it in a tincture form and alcohol extract that seems to draw out this hormonal component. So it's more bioavailable to the body. So that is quite a bit stronger in that form. Um, that is, so the pine pollen tincture is something we generally don't recommend for women, but there are cases where women have taken it and have amazing results just because it's, it's much more directly boosting to testosterone in that way. Uh, so if a woman knows she is low in testosterone, that can be a great one. And generally at lower dosages, sometimes women just like one or two drops of that, in which case a bottle will last you a long time. Uh, that can be like miraculous just because it is giving that, that signal that is missing in the body. Uh, so that's a great one. Tonkat Ali is another one of our like strong, really strong hormonal boosting one, testosterone boosting herbs. Uh, some of our customers are taking both of those. We have a lot of customers that are like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s even. Yeah. So uh, in the, the, the elder years, because things do generally decline with age, even though it's not necessarily the age that's a factor, uh, people are looking for much more and that can be a big help there. So those are some good ones. And the nettle root we talked about a little bit, same thing, older men, prostate tends to be an issue, so that can help with uh, frequent urination, urination uh, during the night and that sort of thing. The ashwagandha is a good one. It's not like directly boosting to testosterone, but it does seem to have this stress lowering effect so that people, when they take it, like things that stressed them out before, don't seem to stress them out the same. And we see that is correlating to reductions of cortisol in the body, helps people to sleep. Uh, that's a really great herb as well. And we're happy that that comes, uh, 
we get ours farmed in uh, nearby Portland, Oregon. So that's awesome. Yeah, I can I can really speak to all of those. I actually just got Tomcat yeah. uh, Ali for the first time, and and haven't haven't started it yet, but but plan to shortly. Um, and probably a good point to clarify too, and and educate all of us, if you would, Logan, on the difference between something like ashwagandha that actually has this sort of um, indirect response to mm -hmm. a testosterone increase um, yeah. from other supplements like pine pollen that has a testosterone boosting effect uh, and then different further from taking exogenous testosterone injections or supplementation. Right. Great series of questions. So this episode of the medicine is brought to you by immune Intel AHCC. If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30, yes, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about AHCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about AHCC. If you or someone you love needs AHCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. The way I like to think of anything we consume, right? On one end, we have like normal food, like food in the supermarket, standard American diet, uh, devoid of micronutrients and whatnot. So it has calories, but not much in there. Then we have higher quality food that's going to have more nutrition in it. And nutrition is largely about the micronutrients. Then we go to superfoods, those things that are known uh, for being really good. We get to like uh, herbs and then we go further isolated herbs and then we go to drugs essentially. And there's a difference between like testosterone that's injected, it is bioidentical uh, versus in the past, they've used hormones where they're tweaked for patenting purposes. And then we find that they don't work quite well in the human body. So uh, it's kind of a spectrum of things versus like one uh, black and white. So gen uh, testosterone injections or pellets or whatnot, they certainly have their place. I'm not gonna say they don't, but when you go more on this side of the scale, the side effects tend to be larger or uh, yeah, the possibility of side effects tends to go longer. And we actually don't have like long-term safety data with a lot of this. It can be uh, pretty muddied scientific waters for uh, the reasons we discussed with cigarettes and whatnot. <laughs> it's a similar sort of industrial thing going on. So I, I'd like to try to get more down towards the other side of the spectrum. So some herbs are gonna have more of that direct boosting effect. So the pine pollen tincture, that that seems to just like directly amp up testosterone. Ashwagandha is gonna be something that helps balance out your stress. And since cortisol and testosterone have an inverse relationship, 
as cortisol comes down, testosterone is going to go up, up to a point. It's not going to give you super physiological levels. So uh, that's another way we can look at like testosterone injections. You can be taking steroids and become a, a world champion bodybuilder, right? Even if you're taking shots of pine pollen tincture, it's, it's just not going to get there, though that would be interesting to run the experiment. And you're taking something like ashwagandha, it, it's not going to be able to bring your testosterone levels super high unless perhaps the cortisol is the only thing that's holding it back. So uh, that's kind of how I think about these things. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so you mentioned um, women would want to be careful about uh, using too much or, or maybe they wouldn't even need pine pollen. Maybe there's something else. Yeah. Um, Let me talk about women. Okay. Yeah. Go, into that. Yeah, yeah. go for it. So one thing to know is, uh, we have these association that women is all about like estrogen and progesterone and men is about testosterone. And while women have more of these amounts and men have more of that thing, we all have all of them. And, some of the interesting research I've been coming across is just how important testosterone is for women and that a lot of women actually do not have enough testosterone. Uh, and that typically proceeds when we're getting close to menopause where estrogen and progesterone tend to drop. So I've seen some evidence of that. So, but that isn't all women. Some women do have excess amounts of androgens like testosterone in their blood. We see that with PCOS even though that's like related to insulin resistance and a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, we have a whole bunch of different hormone systems, not just the sex system, sex hormones, but all these others. So it, as I said, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, for women, uh, one of the gentle ones that can be taken long time is, uh, I mentioned this before, Shadavari, uh, top herb in Ayurvedic medicine for women. It's kind of considered a female equivalent of ashwagandha, though I have to say like women in ashwagandha Women seem to like ashwagandha even more than men do. Um, so that can be a great one for women as well. Women have stress and cortisol, so that can be good to bring down. And then it's going to support those different hormones. Uh, Shadavari isn't directly working on uh, similar sort of hormone systems. It does have some phytoestrogens. So this means plant, phyto means plant, so uh, plant estrogens, which... There's some evidence that these certain kinds may be bad and have destructive effects on the human system. What I've come to is we definitely want to avoid xenoestrogens. So bisphenol A, uh, phthalates, all these different chemicals in our environment from plastics, from pesticides, in our tap water, all these things are basically only going to have destructive effects on our hormone system. And this is our sex hormones. It's the thyroid, which is why thyroid is such a big issue. Uh, so we want to, we can't avoid these things because they're in the very air that we breathe, but we can dramatically cut them down. Then the herbs, they may also have these various hormonal effects. Uh, so we do want to be careful. In some cases, it may cause some issues, but in general, if you're not overdoing it, I think they can be quite supportive in these areas. So phytoestrogens is not something every man should run away from and every woman should take. It really depends on the circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so sense. those are a couple different things. And uh, our most popular thing at Lost Empire Herbs for Women is we, we did like a, just kind of cover all the, the basics, the foundation, which is our Athena women's formula. It has Shadavari. It also has Dong Kwai, which is the number one urban Chinese medicine for women has a bit of that pine pollen that we talked about. Then it's rounded out with four different berries that just bring 
a whole bunch of different benefits to it. So uh, uh, one of my favorite testimonials for that was like, even though you designed this as a man, you did something amazing for women here. So I'll, I'll take that <laughs> one. <laughs> that was actually when I was going around on your website yesterday, I wrote it down. I was like, I'm interested in the Athena blend. Yeah. And um, it seemed it was right at the top. So it probably is, is one of your um, best sellers, I'm sure. Is Would you say this this blend is, you know, who who is this blend designed for, I should say, is it, is it a woman who has some level of, um, low libido or, or hormone dysfunction, or is it okay for, you know, speaking specifically to myself, like I'm more balanced and healthy than I've ever been in my life. Is this something that I could take just for support rather than treatment or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. So in general with herbs, a lot of people like the worse off they are, sometimes the more of a a bigger and better effect they'll get from it. But there's also the worse off they are, the like less awareness people have. So they may not notice things as much. So we kind of have a balance of those things. Then you're doing quite well. So you may be sensitive to things. You may notice great benefits from it, uh, but you also are already doing quite well. So you might not notice as much. So there's a little bit of balance. I would say this was designed for really, as I said, kind of hitting all the different foundations. So It'd be great to have you try it, see if you get great benefits. If you enjoy it, keep taking it. If you don't, stop. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely, I definitely want to try that. I think that'll be a a good place to start for me. I think. And there are so many different benefits like energy, mood support, uh, just reducing, we've heard uh, reduced PMS symptoms, uh, women in or around menopause, having all creates uh, great benefits like really across the board because there's seven different herbs that do a whole bunch of things in the body. So it was like, what does this do? Everything. Yeah. (laughs) Is there any um, level of awareness people need when, you know, cycling? Like what do you, was that what you were going to ask? Yeah. I, I, you know, I have a history of stimulants of taking, Mm -hmm. whether that be pre-workout all the way up to, you know, Ritalin or Adderall in, in my dark days. Right. And uh, the level of exhaustion that my adrenals took from these various supplementations without any sort of cyclical behavior uh, with my with my uh, injection or with my consumption um, exhausted me. Now I would never go back to those supplements uh, to begin with. I would conti- I'm all natural, like uh, in my core from here on forward. But but in the topic of cycling even with these natural herbs that might have something like a testosterone boosting effect or a regulatory effect from a, you know, hormonal balance standpoint, what is sort of the best practice when it comes to cycling? We recommend cycling with our stronger hormonal herbs. So the, the pine pollen tincture, but not the pine pollen powder so much. The Tonka Ali, uh, it's probably good with macuna, a few other different herbs that are having more of a pronounced uh, hormone effect, just because it can be boosting those in one direction. And because hormones are the chemical messengers, right? If you're always getting those signal, that can cause other things to downregulate in order to balance it out. So by laying off for some amount of time, and this can be like five days on, two days off, or take a whole bottle or bag and then take a week off, uh, di- there's different ways of doing it. And we don't have one right way of doing it, but by doing this, uh, your body is not going to get so used to something that it becomes reliant on it. Uh, in general, it's beyond those like hormone, um, just like 
boosting ones, we don't really recommend cycling. It's always good to lay off herbs every once in a while. Uh, but some of these and long history. So we really focus in addition to performance herbalism. There's this idea from uh, Chinese Taoist philosophy that the, the superior herbs, the really best of the best are ones that you can take every single day for the rest of your life and you'll only get healthier from doing it. So some of the herbs definitely fit into that class. Like I don't think you're going to go wrong taking medicinal mushrooms in the long term. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah, what those... I tell people all the time is reishi is one that I don't miss. And then yep. obviously you all know AHCC. I don't, I don't miss shiitake and reishi are two that you can take very, very regularly with no um, diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, that being said, one, one interesting thing. So we talked about awareness and people feeling the benefits. Some herbs have more subtle benefits. Lion's mane mushroom is a good one. Not a lot of people like feel a cognitive benefit to that right away. Often it's just like slowly creeping up. Right. So it's imperceptible. You stop taking it. There's like a drop off in ability and people sometimes notice it that way. So that can be very interesting to, uh, take note of the different ways that you feel the herbs and how they're working with you. And the great thing about working with herbs is it, it really does help train your internal sensitivity to things. Yeah, and definitely. I would say the vast majority of the population is not very aware. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. We, right. we always try to encourage people to maintain a, a level of intuitive kind of mm experience with your own body and so many times we're looking to the doctor as our healer when your body is the healer your body you heal you your your body is the thing and being able to tap into that and really i mean it sounds woo woo but being able to ask your body what do you need and being able to to give it that and have some sort of sense for that is like a lost art, I believe, in this world. It is. The, the fact that that sounds woo-woo is part of the problem, right? <laughs> right. I, was, I was about to say, you know, call it woo-woo, but we've made a practice, and this doesn't matter what it is. It can be natural, organic food. Uh, it can be mushrooms. It can be herbal supplementation. But when you're using these resources that are literally part of life and a part of you and a part of these things um, that we get to coexist with, you are working in collaboration and you're giving the confidence to your own body and your own cells to say, you can do this. We can do this. That is a collaborative effort and that's a belief of we can get better all the time yep. and we can constantly be improving. Different from I'm sick, I'm not enough, I need something else that is exogenous, that is outside of my own capabilities to become better. I am not enough. Regardless of what you think like that is a subconscious message that you are sending to yourself if you are constantly reaching externally for something that you can't collaboratively work on with other life uh the term i like to use is herbal allies so mm. understand that these are actually living beings right we Unfortunately, in our Western society, we tend to look out and not think of anything besides human stuff, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But the, the, these are living beings and they have energy. And, you know, I've, I've spent time talking to plants, which isn't through the mouth, but uh, through an energetic exchange mm -hmm. uh, and finding those herbal allies. And this goes back to that experimenting I was talking about. You know, it, it's, it's a journey. It's going to take a long time. It, the chances are that the first herb you ever try is going to be that magical one for you. It's, it's not very high. 
for instance, uh, Blue Vervain right here. And I want to mention this because a lot of what we've been talking about is like boosting testosterone and having more energy and whatnot. But uh, a big thing we need today, because you're talking about like adrenal burnout and whatnot, is relaxation. Mm. Uh, so Blue Vervain is one of my favorite herbs. It's an herbal ally for me. It's like specific to entrepreneurs and type A personalities, uh, it is a bitter nervine. So as soon as you taste that incredibly bitter flavor, but it has this downward cooling reaction on, and I can literally feel like stress come off of my nerves wow. when I take it. So I like to use it at the end of my workday. I tend to take it before I do interviews because I tend to get amped up and everything. Uh, but it's, it's amazing one. And that's also very important because we also need to learn how to relax much better. Yeah, I love that. Can you can you say again what did you you called it blue vervain, but then you called it something else in there? An uh, herbal ally. Herbal ally. You said yeah. something else that I I wanted to come back to, but oh, a bitter nerving. Bitter nerving. Yeah, bitter. So bitter as in the flavor, yeah. the nerving working on the nervous system. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. and that that bitter uh, taste has. So the another thing that's important is it's actually good to taste your herbs. Uh, another part of our Western society, like put it in a capsule. I don't want to deal with it, uh, wash it down. Then I have no clue if it's happening, but you look at Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, any form of medicine in the world, the taste clues us in to its actions in the body mm. and it actually clues your body into its actions. So, uh, blue vervain is one of the ones where that's more dramatic. Like if you didn't have the bitter taste, it wouldn't have the same effects, mm. but we actually do see that across other herbs and other tastes as well. That's interesting because I, <laughs> reishi is the same way. It is extreme yep. to the point where this is a true story. I had a woman reach out to me who, um, through one of our affiliates that we recommend, she, she's like, Hey, I got the reishi powder and she didn't know it was going to be this bitter. And so she was expecting to cook with it and, you know, sneak <laughs> it into her husband's food and coffee. And she couldn't do that because it was yep. so bitter. And, um, <laughs> It's just funny because that's one of the things that Reishi is known for. She's the queen of, you know, relaxation and parasympathetic mm -hmm. and that state that we all, I feel like, are not getting enough of. And it's, I don't know if it's across the board, bitter, um, you know, helping with relaxation, but definitely here, that's another example of, of that. I love oh, yeah, that. so that's that's a thing. Once you understand that bitter has this, then you're going to see it across herbs and uh, a lot of them are going to have that same effect because that taste yeast is actually cluing you into what what's happening with it yeah I, I love that it it almost it's almost like it tunes you into like an empathetic experience with the herb mm -hmm. and i mean something for me like pine pollen has been easy it smells like the town that i grew up in and <laughs> you know spokane washington or up in up in the woods of idaho um but you know something like the black ant powder is a little more a little little dirty yeah we uh <laughs> we, we've actually it's been it's such a hobby for both of us to be uh, sort of makers of various elixirs and uh, part of our podcast even is is called what's in your cup and you know we're mm -hmm. constantly putting um anything that we can think of that is good for us in these in these mixtures but you're a little more adventurous i'm a little I more am. adventurous but that's where that's where i have a ton of fun right at the end yep. of the day you make a nice bold cup of coffee you put some pine pollen some black ant powder i'll put some, some tonkat ali in there and uh, let's get crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say overall, like men tend to be more risky with taste. <laughs> They're willing to go a bit further than women. That's just like a generality, but it seems to be true. So our Athena, because it has those berries in it, it tastes okay. 
uh, it, it's not great. It's not horrible, especially compared to some of our other <laughs> herbal formulas and powders. Uh, so that's okay. And we, we do want to get that in capsules. Like I'm not saying capsules are all bad. Like ideally you want to taste your herbs and you know, sometimes you got to start with where people are at. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of interacting with your, your food and your supplements, your herbs more. Um, I, you know, we use a lot of different powders and tinctures and things. And I, I take as few capsules as I possibly can, because mm -hmm. I do want to like almost interact with, with what I'm putting, you know, in my body. And, um, uh, I was thinking, can you go over, um, uh, you have a great video on your website of how to, because most people aren't going to be used to this, right? Like there's going to be some level of getting used to because we mm -hmm. are accustomed to capsules more. Um, can you give people just a rundown of, of how they get this big bag of powder and, and they're like, okay, WTF, what do I do now? Can you, you know, Chase, people might not be as adventurous as Chase, just dumping everything in coffee. Certainly you can do that, but um, how do you take herbs and how do you recommend kind of easing people into it? Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm going to share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. It really depends on the herb for 
a, a variety of ways. So first I'll say I, I prefer tinctures. Uh, so an alcohol extract, you just squirt it in your mouth, even if it has a bad taste, like it's not that big of a deal, uh, absorbs sublingually through there. I think because you're consuming a lot less, it's it's a bit more of an energetic medicine, like you're getting the imprint of that, but you're, you're tasting it and everything. So we have a few tinctures, not all of our herbs are available like that, and not our, all herbs are actually appropriate to be tinctured. So that's one thing. I have tinctures all over my house. I tend to be quite intuitive. I look over, it's like, what do I want right now? I'll take a squirt of that. I'll do it throughout my day. Uh, super convenient is a big thing. That's, that's one thing about the capsules. It's not just about the taste. It's quite convenient to do. Powders, a little less convenient. Simple way to do it is just throw it in a glass of water, stir it in. Some herbs dissolve a bit more readily than others, but then just down it. Uh, but you can, of course, mix them in smoothies, mix them in coffee. Uh, every morning I do uh, I drink a cup of coffee in which I, I put chaga mushroom, I put uh, some maca, I put sustanch and hoshiwu. So a few herbs we didn't talk about, but kind of a well-rounded benefits. And that's, that's, those are the herbs that I am taking every day. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty intuitive or, and or random about it. Uh, but it really also depends on the flavor profile of it. So if I'm making a smoothie and I want it to taste good, I won't just throw anything in there. I'll, I'll use some of the herbs that taste a bit better, like our goji uh, berry freeze-dried powder, sea buckthorn, uh, beet juice powder. We have some that actually do taste good, so it's not all bad. And then you can do that and sometimes mask some other flavors. So there really is a whole art to it. Um, it's just uh, learning what works for you, learning what's convenient, and then experimenting from there. We're going to be making a major purchase after this call <laughs> because I, I can't wait for all this experimentation. Yeah. Um, educate us a little bit on, you know, what we know is the trustworthiness of your products and your brand. You know, like, like I mentioned, we see it all the time in this space where there is a lot of, um, I should say, lack of visibility into cleanliness, into authenticity of what ultimately ends up in a bottle or ends up in a tincture. Um, or ends up in a bag. So educate us a little bit on what you guys are doing to maintain that product integrity. Mm -hmm. We're aiming to do the best we can and really do have some ideals we're shooting for because we come from the position like, what would we like to see in other supplement companies? And ideally, and I do feel the industry as a whole is moving in this direction. Uh, some people, obviously, more so than others, but more transparency about the whole process. You know, how are the herbs grown? Like, show everything about that. Meet your farmer, that sort of thing. Uh, then how are they processed? Here's a facility. Uh, here's cameras in our facility. Here's the testing that is done. Uh, so by no means have we got all of this down yet, though we do have plans for where we wanna go. So uh, especially some of our American suppliers, cause we have suppliers all across the world, depends where you can find the best herbs. Uh, we have good relationships there. We've been at the farm, we've taken video, we share that on our website. Uh, some of our suppliers we haven't, but one of the things that we do is independent lab testing for every single herb that we have. And some of this stuff is required. I'm really actually surprised that more companies do not do this. Like we publicly post our tests on the website. Like Love that. here's our ID test. This is what it says it is. And it's not just uh, sawdust. Uh, here <laughs> is our aerobe thing. So it doesn't, it's not contaminated with E. coli. Here is our heavy metals test. So it shows that these are really uh, low amounts. This is safe to consume. Uh, that is something that we do. And I think is one of the big things that unfortunately sets us apart from most. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And you, um, 
you mentioned you made a point um, on the website to talk about uh, heavy metal testing too. Mm. And something that struck a chord with me was you mentioned stricter stricter standards than most governmental agencies. Yep. And um, I think that was actually verbatim what was on what's on your website, which you know a lot of times we get this like misconception that if it's FDA approved, if it's whatever certified, if it's organic or whatever, that automatically means that it's top notch when you and I and Chase, both, all three of us know that that's not actually true, that people are buying certifications left and right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just wanted to point that out and to, um, if you can speak to specifically, like, I feel like heavy metals are like a, a big buzzy kind of thing right now. People are constantly trying to detox heavy metals, right? And they do cause a lot of problems in the body. Um, can you speak to your guys's um, testing for metals? Yeah. So we contract with the lab. We, every time we get a shipment in or th there's regulations, every time we like are looking at an herb initially, and then several of the shipments coming in, we're sending it to lab to get it tested. A whole bunch of our herbs do come from China and China is a big boogeyman and they're rightfully so in in many ways uh but also india all across the world like there are shady people everywhere yeah. <laughs> surprise surprise uh so there is uh concerns of contamination of heavy metals especially with uh pollutants and everything going on so that's something we've been doing a long time we didn't initially start out like we i've literally been figuring this out as we go along so we're now adding more and more tests so pesticides glyphosate we're looking at that this stuff's also expensive like every batch we're sending off is two or three hundred dollars to get this one item tested it's yeah it, it, it's pretty crazy so this is large a, a big reason why we don't see more of it in the industry as for our standards uh one thing that got brought up and this really kind of made us focus much more on it we were just kind of following guidelines before but then mike adams at natural news he did this big thing years ago talking about shilajit was contaminated with heavy metals and so a whole bunch of our customers were asking about it and we kind of went and looked into that and dug deeper and realized, uh, you know, a lot of what he was saying seemed quite overblown for the amounts. Because here, here's the truth. Like, if you're getting food, that food has not been tested for heavy yeah. metals. A lot of that's coming from China. Uh, there's some issues. We know, like, arsenic in rice is a big thing. Uh, and you're eating massively more, bigger quantities of this stuff than you are of this, the, the fraction of a teaspoon you take of the herb. So generally, yeah. there's actually much more of a problem there. Uh, but we, with that, we was like, okay, let's, let's, let's lay down specific standards. Let's actually be more strict than the government. And since we've instituted that, like, uh, we don't put out anything that does not pass these standards. And sometimes it's uh, quite hard to do, uh, because we have those rare herbs, like, oh, the lab does not have a reference sample of this mm -hmm. in order to verify it is what it says it is. So there are some tricks to that. Not everything is perfect, but uh, we're really striving for the best we can possibly do while being transparent about it and posting everything online. Yeah, I appreciate that authenticity. Really, it is rare. It really is because it's so much easier just to stamp that governmental badge on and say it passed the test. Oh, let me let me speak about that. The FDA. I've just been digging in recently. Like, I got five FDA whistleblowers. One of them's uh, brought up, found some information saying that. Uh, high fructose corn syrup, when it was processed, it actually has mercury in it from the lye production, what they do. And so she presented this to her superiors at the FDA and she said, and they said, no, it's safe. 
Uh, so she's left in order to put this out. So there's all these FDA whistleblowers. There's a revolving door. There's yeah. uh, tremendous shenanigans going on over there. And yet I have to follow rules to make that <laughs> herbs are safe. It's, it's ironic, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I totally feel that. I mean, that could be a whole podcast episode <laughs> on it in itself. Yep. Um, okay, so this as we kind of round it out here, and before we get to our last little um, dose of kind of uh, quick questions here, can you it sounds like you guys have a ton of different amazing herbs. Um, you named a few that people are going to know probably. Can you um, maybe speak to maybe one or two if you if you can think of it that are maybe um, kind of underrated, maybe a little bit more unique that um, someone being introduced to this world may not uh, have may not have heard of um, and uh, just speak to the benefits. I'm thinking like, you're like underrated rock star. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I will mention one other thing because the like, where do I start is such a big question. One of the things we built recently was uh, like a quiz on our website. So you go there and it's like, what are you most interested in, whether that's sleep or sex or hormones or um, concentration? Uh, this will help narrow it down and point you in a direction. It's not flawless, uh, but it does does really help to do that. And that has been popular. Does anyone answer, um, not sex? <laughs> like, does anyone, what are you most interested in? Yeah. Some, some, sometimes people aren't, you know, which may need, you need some, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the answer in itself. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, one thing that comes to mind, most people aren't, have not heard of shilajit. Mm, uh, and I don't think up. you mentioned it. I love here. that stuff, man. <laughs> so, when I first heard of this, I also heard the other names, which is the destroyer of weakness and the conqueror <laughs> of mountains. And I heard that as like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> like I didn't need to know more. I just wanted to take it. So this, this is actually like a, a mineral pitch or resin that comes out of the Himalayan mountains. Uh, long time use in Ayurveda. Very interesting stuff that kind of borders between the, the vegetable and the, the mineral kingdom. And uh, that, that's a whole thing there. But uh, very high in trace minerals, has fulvic and humic acids, which are great for detoxing the body, but also have a wide range of other benefits working directly on the, uh, the mitochondria and the cells, helps with energy production and ATP, um, and also has a reputation for potentiating anything you take with it, uh, which means it, it makes it more powerful, it makes it more absorbable into your cells. Uh, so for that reason, we actually include it in quite a few of our different formulas. Uh, yeah, just really, really amazing scent, uh, stuff. Uh, one of the Ayurvedic doctors who's uh, who we get our supply from, he was saying that the reputation is if you if you take the shilajit resin, it comes in two different forms, the resin and the powder. But if you take the shilajit resin every single day, it'll add a day to your life. So, wow. You know, That's yeah, has that reputation for immortality, just like Rishi and a bunch of these other amazing herbs. So that that's a great one. Something I uh, thought of earlier, and I just I was reminded when you're talking about shilajit because Chase um, has taken it quite a bit in the past. And um, speaking to the cycling, um, do you want to speak to? I can just bring it up, but 
Chase often cycles his herbs and his testosterone um, support with my cycle. So for the listeners who are thinking about, okay, if if the man and woman are taking these together, um, maybe, uh, and you can maybe chime in here too, if you, if you have an opinion here, but um, so when I'm on my cycle, Chase is actually um, like, kind of like holding off, right? Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Like a refresh and restore. Um, I choose for five to seven days a month not Mm -hmm. to take any testosterone boosting or supplemental um, herbs or pills, capsules, supplements, even something like creatine, which is pretty Mm -hmm. pretty safe, but it does have some um, data around uh, improving testosterone and just that cyclical nature. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll stick to just mushroom powders or mushroom extracts, um, I even down regulate my consumption of caffeinated beverages, whether that be coffee or even something like green tea. And I'm, in all honesty, like my performance in the gym's a little lower. I probably would not be like as a, uh, you know, performance in the bedroom might be a little <laughs> lacking if I was to go that route. But we do just we we take a break and and it's almost this like rest and restore both physically, hormonally, spiritually in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And it's really served us the last, you know, four Mm -hmm. to six months that we've really implemented this practice. And it's such a beautiful reminder, like men and women, the feminine, the masculine are so complementary in in ways. Um, But we don't understand kind of the cyclical nature between the two of them being quite different. And hormonally, what that means for a man is that we're on a 24 hour cycle for the most part. And for a woman, it's a 28 to, you know, 32 day cycle. And it's, and um, there do, it requires a little more um, intention and it requires a little more observation to make it complementary sometimes besides just like, oh, you know, if we take these supplements and, um, you know, follow these steps, we're going to be fine. There is sort of a like listening to your own body, figuring out what works for you in addition to some of these great resources that we've been able to implement. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. And that's amazing. I, I will probably end up doing it myself like that. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah do you mean Pretend like that. cycling with your partner cycling. or? Yeah. 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 No, that yeah, makes, I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. It, it was honestly like Chase's idea. And I was like, yeah, that, I mean, we usually right. take a break when I'm like, I need, I need, you know, like my time, like, um, to kind of like restore my own energy. Um, and mm-hmm. I think every female listening knows what, knows what I'm talking about here. When you're on your cycle, it's like, you're not like, oh, just like thriving on like, oh my gosh, I got to like, you know, get with it. But <laughs> I'm trying to keep it like PG here. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it is a really good, if someone is wondering, you know, with their partner, how you can cycle these things. Um, I think that that is a really good, good place to start for people. Yeah. Cause I think most well, it's fitting a natural cycle, right? And yeah. you're getting in sync with that. Yeah. So that in that way, it makes more sense than these arbitrary, oh, I'm going to take, yeah. do five days and two days off that. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I'm yeah. No, I love it. it. Feel free to use that all over. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got one more just random question for you. Um, with a lot of these powders, is there any use? And I, I say this guy, a little, little shout out to Logan. He actually, the guy's the head of hair on this guy. It's incredible. <laughs> and he pulled a fire truck with the strength of his hair. This is on the website. Go check it out. There's pictures. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, my curiosity is, you know, maybe it's the powders. Have you heard any remedies for whether it's like topical use or like hair use as a guy who's 30 years old and kind of looking at my hair thinning a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for every natural resource for uh, keeping this thing strong. Yeah. Great question. 
and something we get a lot because especially like the older demographic of males it's a big thing so the herbs we focus on internal usage and in that way you know because it has to do with nutrition and everything it tends to help with that there are definitely genetic components and there's there are things so that the hoshu wu i mentioned that briefly uh it's it's kind of like a background hormonal thing but it's also supporting the the liver and uh, a bunch else in the the body uh but one of its reputations is for turning gray hair black mm. uh, and that this has been shown it only seems to work for like 10% of people just taking it internally, but it does seem to work for some. So that's very interesting. I'd like to see more research on that. And I have seen other companies that will do like a Hoshu Wu uh, shampoo or mm. various ways of massaging on the scalp. And some people have said with these different things, like it makes their hair thicker or whatnot. Uh, it's not something I've explored super in depth and that's probably because I haven't needed it. <laughs> that's, that's part of the, the personal drive for such things. Uh, but yeah, I've been taking these herbs for a long time. So I've, I've had this long hair for a long time too, and it seems to be working. So yeah, there's something to be said for, if we're talking hair or the skin, a lot of this stuff, you take it internally and use it externally. Yeah. So the, the pine pollen has some external like skin benefits. Uh, the pearl powder, I didn't mention that one, but that can be great internally and is in Chinese medicine, one of the most like beautifying ones that's often used on the skin. So uh, there definitely is some use here, though I don't have a strict and clear answer for you. Experiment, see what works. <laughs> As within, so without. No, yes. I, I love that. All right. We are going to um, kind of switch gears here. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom and your herbal allies. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, the Medicine Podcast is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. Um, so we want to know what for you currently, Logan, feels like medicine uh, for your body right now. Can I answer all three of those questions in one? Sure. Yeah, Go for yeah. it. So as you two both know, but we haven't talked about here, my home recently burned down. Mm. Uh, moved to California, went up to Southern Oregon and fires all around here. And this is medicine for mm. me. Uh, medicine sometimes quite bitter, right? Yeah. It's not that I, you know, if I could undo this, I absolutely would because yeah, a whole bunch of things involved, obviously not a fun situation, but I have surprised myself in how positive I am about mm -hmm. it. It's very odd in that other people are more sad about it for me than I am myself. <laughs> very mm -hmm. odd thing. And I, I've been like wrestling, why is this? Uh, and it's, it's, there's not any one reasons. There's quite a few things. So I mentioned my mother dying of cancer and I did a lot of work around that. Certainly had a lot of grief back then and I did suppress those feelings, but worked on it. And I see that as the last gift she gave me. Um, so who am I to look at a gift horse in the mouth? Uh, I know other people who have lost their home in a fire that now see it as a positive thing, even though they didn't right away. So I'm just, part of me is like, why don't I just skip over the negative, grieving, sad, angry part and just go straight to the positivity. And mm. it really hasn't felt like suppression, but really just like this was, this was medicine for me. It's not something I would have asked for, but I'm looking at the positives that are coming mm. out of it in doing so. So it, it I lost my gym, so maybe my body has taken a hit. Yeah. <laughs> my mind and emotions have got stronger. Like I feel I've up leveled to the next level where just things aren't going to affect me the same because I ha I felt I needed more personal adversity mm -hmm. in my life. Wow. Uh, really facing some of the struggles in the world 
And I can't say my wife is taking it quite as well as I am, but <laughs> she's taking it quite well. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm impressed with how she's taking it. So I know this is going to make my family stronger as well. So wow. that has been the medicine for me. Bravo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys, I remember this was probably a month ago now, but, um, I think Chase was supposed to like have a phone call with you or something. And I remember that morning you sending an email to him in response to him saying, Hey, sorry, I can't talk. Or, you know, my, my house actually burned down. And I was like, whoa and he's emailing you like right. i was just so floored that you were even taking the time to email chase back and i was just like okay this is i mean i was just so i didn't know how to feel about it but it just like really blew my mind and now you know knowing you and talking to you and i can i can see how that would be important to you to get back to these people and, and, you know, people that are maybe, um, in communication with you or relying on you and holy crap, I am just, you are this, this model of thinking that I talk about all the time where you have a circumstance as in, Hey, the house burned down. That's a circumstance and it seems horrible, right? I don't think anyone would say that it's ever a good thing, but circumstances generally are neutral and it's our thoughts that we choose about the situation that, you know, dictate our emotions and then lead to what are our actions in life? And then ultimately what does our reality look like? So you are just such a beautiful example right now of physically, actively, intentionally choosing your thoughts about this circumstance. And then that's giving you your reality that is a lot lighter, brighter than maybe some others who have gone through the same experience. So I just major props to you. Like I am so impressed by you. So, so inspired by you. Um, so much love for you. And uh, we, we are sending all of that your way in a, in a world right now that is literally and figuratively clouded and smoky like you are honestly a breath of fresh air not not to be corny but like you are literally a breath of fresh air and uh, we we so look up to you and so glad uh, that we can be an extension of each other's brands Thank you very much. And I, sure. I, I probably should give some credit to the herbs if it weren't for my <laughs> yeah. herbal allies I don't think right. I would have been as positive as well right. but holistic right it, it those are one aspect and Herbs won't do everything for you. Uh, so you really got to work on all these different things. And as I said, I, I've even surprised myself in how well I'm taking this in stride. It's yeah. kind of odd, but I'll take it. It's good. Yep. Um, Logan, where can, I know people are going to want to look, look you up ASAP and all your information and amazing education. Where can people find all things Lost Empire Herbs? Yeah, so lostempireherbs.com is the website. We, of course, have social media profiles, Lost Empire Herbs, most of them. Uh, also, if you're interested in more of the, the strength training fitness thing or have some health information there as well, legendarystrength.com. Those are my two main websites. Okay, great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing part of your day with us. We look forward to recommending and learning more. I know for me, like just learning more and diving into the herbal allies more, more so than just mushrooms. I'm, I'm pretty good there, but um, I know we're both mushrooms brought me in. That was like the mushrooms for whatever reason, they're, they're putting the signal out into the world. It's grabbing a lot of people's attention and uh, 
that'll guide them deeper. So yeah, so yeah, let's love just it. skip straight to there. But yeah, there's some green leafy plants and roots that are great too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the medicine. I hope you got so much value out of this. Check the show notes for all the links and, um, go check out lostempireherbs.com and go just give yourself like an hour to go down the rabbit hole and to really dive in. And they have so much information and education. And I think you all are going to love it so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. If you loved this episode and you want more from Chase and I, you gotta check out our Patreon page. This is basically like a VIP room for our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash the medicine, remember there's no E on the end, and you become one of our patrons, you'll get to experience things like raw, unfiltered podcast episodes that no one else hears, videos from Chase and I under the red hat, and you can even have input on guests, topics, and future products we put out. We are super stoked to connect with you inside and have you as a part of the medicine. Check it out at patreon.com slash the medicine and also linked in the show notes. Cheers and love.